For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the European Hoops Podcast. My name is Andrea and for this preview episode I have the pleasure to have with me our two EuroLeague experts, Diogo Valente and Tiago Cordeiro. Welcome back Diogo after being absent, recovering from your illness. It's a pleasure to have you back and to get your insights in all of the, these games. On today's episode, we will go over all the five games that will take place on the first day of the round 26. A quick reminder that if you want to get up to date with uh, all the EuroLeague action and how we reached this uh, moment of the competition, uh, listen to our previous episode as we recap the double header week and we get you updated on the standings and how each of the teams are performing, each of the 18 teams are performing. We did a big recap on the, the previous episode, so make sure to tune in for that. Also, during the break that we are about to have, we will have special content and special episodes coming out during the two weeks. We won't stop here at the European Hoops Podcast, so tune in for those as well. It's then time to start looking at the five games that will take place on 8th of February. And we start with the game between a struggling 16th place Ephesus against the 10th seed Maccabi. That uh, on their last five games they only won once and they need to get back to the victories. So they don't start trailing behind this play-in and play-off spots where Maccabi certainly has the aspirations to be. These are two very talented, talented teams and the two teams that uh, we expect to put up a good show on this game. This isn't an easy game for either of these teams and despite Maccabi coming into this game with the, the best performance so far in the competition, they have 13 wins and 12 losses and FS has 10 wins and 15 losses, I think that FS has an edge for this matchup. They are stepping up and they are performing at a better level. I have mentioned it, I expect Will Clyburn to stop, start finding his footing and start contributing at the highest level for FS. And uh, this is an FS team that uh, uh, at this point they don't have anything to lose. They need to climb a very tough ladder to reach the, the play-ins if uh, they want to be on the postseason of the EuroLeague. And despite Maccabi being a very strong opponent, I do believe that uh, FS playing at home, this is a, a do-or-die game for them. And this is a game that uh, they will want to, to perform accordingly. And uh, if they want to be on the... Um, decisions of this edition of the EuroLeague, this is a game that they must aim to win. And uh, one of the crucial aspects for this game is the FS defensive performance. Neither of these teams is particularly good defensively. These are two teams that uh, are way better on offense than they are defensively. But particularly FS, they currently rank in last place in terms of uh, defensive rating, they allow the second most points of the whole competition at 87.4. And against a powerful offensive uh, team as Maccabi is, they will want to step up and just show up and put the effort on that side of the court for them to be able to, to be competitive and for them to be able to, to try to beat Maccabi on this game. But Maccabi is a team that is struggling 
and playing on the road against a strong FS team, it won't be an easy task for them. When these two teams met for the, the first time this season in 14th of December, Maccabi won 95-86. to 86. This was a game where the game MVP was Bonzi Colson and we can expect uh, his role against uh, a player like Will Kleiber on this uh, matchup against FS to be a very, very important one. On that game, Bonzi ended the game with 19 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal and a PR of 26. Lorenzo Brown also played at a high level, as he tends to do. He ended that game with 21 points and 5 assists. And this was a game where uh, Maccabi shot at a very high clip from behind the arc, ending the game with uh, 48% at 12 out of 25. So... Fs will want to take that away and also perform better than they did the first time the Tosti teams, two teams met each other. This is a game that we expect to be highly competitive and uh, Fs without anything to lose and wanting to climb on the standings plus wanting to revenge that uh, defeat that they had the first time that these two teams met each other. That certainly plays in their favor. Let's hear it from our experts and uh, let me ask you guys, who do you think that will win this matchup between Fs and Maccabi? Yeah, on this game, I'm on FS side. I'm picking them to win against Maccabi. Although I see FS struggling, matching the interior physicality with uh, Nebo, Sorkin, and even Rivero. And for this game, FS needs to control the defensive rebound because they're playing against Maccabi, and Maccabi is the third best team on offensive rebounds. But other than that, I'm winning on FS because I do not trust Maccabi's defense. I already told it. I've been saying this uh, since I'm recording the podcast. And we saw that against Basconia. Uh, on, the, on the last game on, on FS side, uh, Will Clyburn come, came up clutch in the, in the last game, in the last minutes. And he was hunting, hunting a lot of mismatches. And he will keep doing that for sure. And Maccabi is awful in those defensive rotations. And for these reasons, I'm picking FS. Yeah, man, I, I'm in agreement with you here. Uh, I think uh, even though FS uh, has parted ways with their coach, uh, I still believe they have a very talented roster, and I think they are a deep team too. So uh, I'm going to go with the talent over here. I, I believe the difference is basically going to be who wins the matchup between Will Clyburn and bon- Bonzi Colson, because I feel like at the guard spots, I feel like it's pretty close between both teams. So uh, I believe if Will Clyburn is able to, to get the advantage there, and I think he is the better player, I feel like Efesh has the advantage, and I'm going to go with Efesh for this one. But I think, I think it's going to be an extremely close game, and I think it's going to be very, very competitive. But I'm going to give the edge to Efesh playing at home. The second game we have on the docket, it's the game between Basconi and Asvel. We know that these are two teams in very different situations and two teams with very different expectations for the rest of the season. Basconi ranks in ninth place with 13 wins and 12 losses. Asvel is last with 5 wins and 20 losses. And I spoke about it on the recap of the doubleheader week. And I mentioned that Basconia is a team that is extremely consistent in almost any situation. And they are the type of team I expect them to come into this game prepared to, to be able to win this uh, matchup. And for a team like Basconia that is on the, the playing mix, that uh, would love to climb all the way to the playoff positions, but... Uh, that don't want to drop with having other teams such as Partizan that are at the moment outside of the playing picture and will want to be trying to come for those positions. Every win will matter and these wins against the teams that are theoretically weaker than Basconia are very important ones and I do see them as being able to, to come into this game prepared as Coach Ivanovic preparing them well for them to be able to beat Asvel 
on this matchup. The, in 17 of November, when these two teams met each other in France, Basconi got a road win, 81 to 88. And this time around, they certainly would want to repeat that performance or even perform better than they did on that particular matchup. Who do you guys expect to win this game between Basconi and Asphalt? Yeah, for this game, it's pretty easy for me. I'm going to go with Basconia over Asvel. Uh, Asvel just hasn't given me the, the confidence for me to pick them in whatever matchup it is. And I think Basconia is a, a much better team and a much more consistent team on both sides of the floor. And especially playing at home, I, I just I have to go with Basconia. Uh, I just I think it could be a close game if Asvel is able to, to produce offensively. But I just don't see them hanging on on the other side. So uh, I'm going to go with Basconia on this one. Yeah, I have to agree with you here, Diogo. And although uh, Asvel only lost by seven against Real Madrid and on the other matches, they're improving a little bit and giving a good fight uh, as being the underdogs. But I'm leaning on Basconia. I don't see a way that Asvel can be competitive enough on D to contain Mar Marcus Howard on his softball movements because... On ball, they will try to defend him and contain him, but uh, the the big deal to defend Marcus Howard is the off-ball movement. He's coming off screens, and they're playing really good on those uh, set plays. And if they only focus on him, other guys can step up. we already seen it, uh, it with Moneke, even with Cody Miller-McIntyre. We know that other guys can step up. And Asvel will try to outscore Basconia in Victoria, and we know that it's not an easy task for any EuroLeague team. And it's more difficult for one of the worst teams with Haswell. But I'm looking forward to see Paris Lee keep going with his good momentum and huge shout out for him. But it won't be enough, in my opinion, to win against Basconia. Pretty well, guys. The next game we will be previewing is the game between Partizan and Bayern. Bayern ranked in 15th place with 10 wins and 15 losses and uh, they do have also a tough ladder to, to climb like we I mentioned with uh, FS and all games will matter for this Bayern team but with them while we know that they are a talented roster they are a roster filled with youth especially on the backcourt and some inconsistency and with that it's hard to have the to be able to regularly enough perform at the high enough level that allows you to, to be on the decision stage of the competition. This is a long-term project with this Bayern team. They have good veterans that allow them to, to play at a high level and in any given night they can be a team uh, to watch and they can be a team able to beat any opponents. And that's the case against Partizan. This will be a tough matchup for Partizan that are at the moment in the danger zone. They are in 11 place, right outside the planes. They have a record of 12 wins and 13 losses. They are one win behind the, the playing spots. And that means that they cannot slide against teams that are below them in the standings because they need to make ground to the ones that are above them in the standings. So this matchup against Bayern Munich, while Partizan will obviously playing at home be the favorite, this is a game that can be tricky. And we know that uh, Bayern is a team that is very strong in terms of rebounding. They are they are ranking at the moment second in defensive rebounding. They rank third in offensive rebounding. And that will be a battle for a partisan team that uh, is the second worst of the league in uh, offensive rebounding and uh, ranks fourth uh, as the first worst in defensive rebounding as well. So that is an aspect of the game where Bayern can be able to impose themselves and give trouble. 
to to Partizan. We know that Partizan is a very strong offensive team, and Bayern is a team that struggles offensively. So Partizan might be able to disguise some of their defensive uh, issues on uh, this particular matchup against Bayern Munich, and uh, their offensive firepower can try to impose themselves, especially playing at home and be behind their home crowd be able for them to just have a big enough advantage to conquer this win that is crucial for Partizan on this stage of the competition but I expect this to be a tricky game for Partizan and Bayern can surprise uh, in Belgrade but uh, of course Partizan are favorites. Do you guys agree with me? Good game for sure great game and I'm looking forward to see the battle on the boards and if Partizan can match up Ibaka and Bayern physicality because we already told that uh, Partizan is a physical team and they have a lot of upside in that front. But uh, even though they have big bodies, they need to push forward on the physicality. I'm leaning on Partizan to win, don't get me wrong, but it, it will be a, a really good, cool game to see if they can match up uh, good against Ibaka. On this matchup, the battle of the boards will be the key, in my opinion. And if they can stop uh, these tricky shooters that Bayern have on Carson Edwards and Sylvain Francisco, uh, they and if they're in a hot night, will be really tough for Partizan to win. So PJ Dozier needs to step up on D. He's a really good def defensive guard. And he will do a great job with them. And on the offensive side, PJ Dozier needs to explore a lot of mismatches with the, those undersized guards and Kevin Punter too. And I'm looking forward to see it. And for these reasons, I'm picking Partizan to win. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you, but I, I think it's going to be very, very hard. Uh, I think Partizan is the better team, but you guys know how I feel about Bayern Munich, and especially when they have Ibaka available, which they do now. Um, so I think it... It could be a tricky game uh, for Partizan because I think Bayern is that good. Um, ultimately, I'm going to give the edge to Partizan because they are playing at home and they need to start getting some wins because they've been having a pretty disappointing season. After what they did last year, I really thought they were going to come out strong this season and it hasn't been like that. So it's time for them to, to really pick it up and start playing at another level. So I'm going to go with them just because I feel like this could be a, a, a turning moment for them and I think they really need it. So I'm going to go with For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. partisan too. I'm in agreement with you. I think this will be a tricky game. It will be a very competitive game, but Partizan really needs this one and uh, they really cannot slide and cannot uh, afford to be losing against teams that are below them understandings. We have two more games to go over. The game between uh, Valencia and Olympiacos that we will be previewing next and to end this episode we will look at the game between Milano and Real Madrid. These are two, two interesting games, but let's first look at uh, this uh, battle of defensive teams between Valencia and Olympiacos. And this is a game where I think there is a, a very crucial factor to go over. Valencia has the best defensive rate rating of the, the whole competition. Olympiacos has, uh, is the team that allows the least points of the, the whole competition, but they have the sixth best uh, defensive rating of the whole competition. 
Olympiacos is a sneaky good offensive team. Despite they scoring the 14 least points per game, they are a team that, uh, pur- on purpose, they slow down the pace of the game. But they are a team that makes the most of... Uh, of the way that they play offensively and tries to find easy baskets by sharing the ball, by moving the ball and just finding good opportunities. That's the reason why they have the sixth best offensive rating of the the whole competition, making them a team that's in a matchup against Valencia, where both teams can try to play at a slower pace. They can have a theoretical advantage if uh, all things are equal and uh, this is an Olympiacos team that certainly will want to bounce back from the 56 to 63 defeat at home in a very, very low scoring game that they had back in 15 of December. This is also an important game for the standings. Valencia, and especially playing at home, they will want to keep holding on to these playing spots and approaching the playoff spots, obviously, and winning beating Olympiacos on this game, it uh, would allow them to to be able to, to catch them on the standings and to tie with them in uh, in terms of wins and losses. Currently, Olympiac- uh, Olympiacos is 7 with 14 wins and 11 losses. Valencia is 8 with 13 wins and uh, 12 losses. So a victory from Valencia will not only allow them to tie with Olympiacos in the standings, but it would also... Uh, give them the advantage on the head-to-head matchup against uh, the Greek team. And these are all components that will make this a very interesting game. Can Valencia once again, as they did back in 15 of December, impose themselves defensively and just disrupt of what Olympiacos does offensively and with that be able to have the advantage of, on this game? Or can Olympiacos be able to impose more of their offensive game and within their pace just be able to find better baskets and better way to attack the basket and with that be able to beat Valencia at home. That's not an easy task for anyone. Valencia is a, a very good home team and we know that they have a 8-5 and five record at home and they certainly would like to add another win to it. With all of this said, I need to ask you guys who do you expect to come out of this game as the winners? This is a, a very difficult one because even though I feel like Valencia could win this game, uh, I just think in a matchup like this where these are two good defensive teams, uh, I think Olympiacos in the end has more talent and I think that's going to overcome Valencia's defense. And I just think Olympiacos' defense will remain top tier at the same level. So uh, I feel like Olympiacos should be looked at as the favorite here. And even though they're on the road, I'm going to pick Olympiacos to win this game. Uh, but I feel like it's going to be very competitive and probably l- a low-scoring game. But uh, I think Olympiacos has the edge here. I'm going to go with them. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you, Diogo, here in this game. Uh, I'm winning on Olympiacos too, and it will be a great defensive game. As we know, it won't be a high-scoring game because both teams are known for that. They, they're known by the issues that they create on defense for other teams. But I'm, yeah, I'm favoring Olympiacos. Uh, even though that Valencia is playing at home, they would and could have a chance if Brandon Davis plays, but is injured and the rebound battle is kind of balanced now and I'm leaning uh, on Olympiacos' side on the, on the glasses. And I'm favoring Olympiacos because they have a great offensive ceiling that they didn't reach yet, but they're starting to show uh, as Iggy Brasdakis is becoming more of uh, a ball handler and being more aggressive, uh, be- being a scorer, guard, that they needed that for sure. 
And I just need to see Coach Brazokas uh, fixing the rotations because he needs to find some consistency on that front. But other than that, I'm favoring Olympiacos. I expect Olympiacos to come into this game seeking for revenge and wanting to revenge that their home defeat. But it's not an easy task to, to beat Valencia, especially with Valencia playing at home. This will be a competitive game. I can see both sides uh, having a, sh a fair shot to win this game. But uh, I do think that... Uh, Olympiacos will have a big will to, to be able to, to bounce back from the way that they lost uh, the last time these two teams met. But in terms of the importance of the game, this is a very, very important game for Valencia if they want to aspire to be able to lock one of the, the playing spots. This takes us to the last game of the, this first day of the round 26 and the last game we'll be previewing on the, this episode of our European Hoops podcast. It's a game between Milano that ranks in 13th place with 10 wins and 15 losses and Real Madrid that has been the most dominant team in the EuroLeague with 22 two wins and uh, 3 losses. In the vacuum, Real Madrid should be seen as favorites against uh, any opponents that uh, they play against. And if you look at the numbers... This certainly is a game where uh, Real Madrid will be favored against the uh, Milano team. But this is a game... If someone were to tell me that, uh, in theory, these two teams can have or can be seen as having the best fives or they can put on the floor the two best fives of the early, I, there is an argument to be made there on that front. It's it's not a certain thing. I'm, I don't have... I didn't rank all the fives of the early and I'm not saying that I agree with that but there is an argument to be made and this is a Milano team that has been totally dysfunctional to start the season and has slowly been adding pieces and we expect with such talented players with um, such experienced players and coaching staff for this Milano team to start finding themselves and start playing up to the level of their talent they have been a good defensive team, but uh, their struggles has been finding their offensive rhythm and to, to be able to perform up to the level of talent that they have offensively. Are they able to do that against one of the best defenses of the, the competition? Real Madrid has the, the second best defense in terms of uh, a defensive rating of the, the whole competition. And this is... Uh, a very hard matchup for, for Milano and this will be a tricky game for them to be able to do it. Does Milan want to be on the postseason of the early? Do they want to, to be competing there? I'm sure that they want to do that. But at the same time, this is the type of game where they need to prove themselves. They need to play way better than they have been doing throughout the, this Zero League season and they need to come into this game ready to, to compete at the very least and just find themselves and uh, show that they are a team that is willing to do what it takes to be on the postseason of the EuroLeague. Last time these two teams met, back in 19th of uh, October, Real Madrid uh, demolished Milano 88-71. to I do expect and I do have hope to see a better game by Milano on uh, on this matchup. I do have high hopes for the, the way that their team is constructed now. They have been performing nowhere close to those hopes and those expectations. I don't know if they will be able to do that, if uh, Real will just be able to, to impose themselves and to, to play uh, at their best. 
We know that Real has been dealing with some uh, important injuries and that can impact the outcome of this game. But uh, this is EuroLeague. These are rosters that are deep in talent and especially the Real Madrid roster is very, very deep in talent. And it's not the absence of a player that uh, defines the way that the team uh, plays. Some players can be almost that impactful and uh, can be the case here, but... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Regardless of that, I do expect Real Madrid to, to come and to perform at a very high level. I just want to see if Milan will be able to do what it takes for them to, to still keep the hopes alive of being able to climb all the way to the plains and uh, to be able to try to, to show that, that uh, they were better than what they started being on the beginning of this uh, early season. Tell me guys, do you expect uh, Milan to at home be able to conquer this extremely important victory for them? Or Real Madrid in the road will just be adding another win? Yeah, on this on this matchup, uh, I'm favoring Milan. Might be an odd uh, take and an odd choice, but with Mirotic back, uh, this matchup promises to be fun. And I'm looking forward to see the matchup between him and Yabuzele. I miss that for sure, the, those Barcelona against Real Madrid matches. Uh, but Milan now is healthier than ever, and I expect them to be competitive enough to try to upset Real at home for the first time this season. And I expect Real to play a small ball lineup, and Milan might have a chance to hunt some mismatches in and there. And on the defensive side, Milan is pretty good team, so I see them matching up really well with uh, Real Madrid. A team that will try to play slower because their rotation is kind of short by now. And on the other end, and on Milano's side, uh, I liked the, the previous game of Ronnie Buckruder. Uh, he shoot with confidence. So I need to see that uh, for Milano to have um, a chance. But I'm winning on Milano for these reasons. Yeah, we're going to disagree here. Uh, and I understand uh, what you say about having Milano. Uh, I feel like they could win the game. Uh, and Real has been without Walter Tavares, so we'll see his status. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm still going to go with Real Madrid. I, I feel like they have enough depth and, and enough guys to step up and, and to play their roles to, to win this game on the road. Um, I still need to see more from Milano. Uh, they, they just lost the last two games. So I, I'm, I'm going to trust Real Madrid and what they've done so far this season, being the best team in the competition. And I'm going to go with Real Madrid. I, I think Mirotic could give them trouble. And, and I feel like uh, Shabazz Napier and his ability to drive and to create, uh, to play make is going to be tough if they don't have Walter Tavares inside. But in the end, I, I think Real Madrid has more than enough to to step up and, and to get a win. So I'm going to go with Real Madrid on this one. This takes us to the end of another European Hoops podcast episode. For all of our listeners, thank you for following us and to tuning in for each of our episodes. Make sure to subscribe to the episode if you haven't already. Also, follow us on Twitter at E20League. We always release there every time we have a new episode and any news regarding the podcast. Do share the podcast with your friends. And as always, I'll be talking with you guys soon.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.